Well, welcome to the first edition of the TV Cantina. I'm your host, Mike Auger, and joining me is the one and only Lewis, the motherfucking Viking. That's right. And he's live and in person this time, so yeah. let's cheers to that, bro. Cheers. First time in over a year. Cheers to shots. So what beer is this that we're drinking? Um, this is the new light lager from Asylum. It's called Lobotomy. Yeah, just crisp, easy drinking. Not much to it. A little Low weedy. Alcohol. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Two rows and Pilsner malt. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna ease our way into this one. Um, before we get into it, we'll we'll plug uh, the meetup barbecue for all five of you listening to this podcast. I expect you all to go in there. Get your buns down there. Yeah. But it's a meetup barbecue for the best in uh, barbecue and craft beers on in Placentia on Kramer. Kramer and Yorba Linda. And uh, a lot of these beers that we're going to be drinking tonight, or all of them, are currently... On draft right now. Absolutely. So get your ass down there. Check it out. Uh, we, we dropped in there today. Uh, had a couple of sandwiches. It was a fun time had by all. So we're talking about the series Invincible on... Amazon Prime or Amazon Video. Um, it is a comic after Robert Kirkland. Am I saying that name right? Uh, sure. Anyhow, it's a dude that created Walking Dead. Yeah. Same guy. Um, Lewis was like, dude, you got to see Invincible. You got to see Invincible. And finally, I got around to it and it was fucking fantastic, man. Yeah, the show is fabulous. Uh, we'll jump around here a bit and just, just kind of touch on some parts, but. The premise is, it follows Mark Grayson, who is the son of a superhero, who's basically the Superman of this world. His name is Omni-Man. And he's hoping he gets his superpowers before his 18th birthday. And lo and behold, he does. And then it kind of chronicles his plight becoming a superhero, but then some things get revealed later on, which we'll touch on. And uh, it really... What it does is it's it has typical superhero tropes, like you've seen this a thousand times before, right? On its face, yeah. um, you feel especially if you read like Spider-Man comics, it's a lot like that in which he can do no right, pretty much. Every time he tries to do right, he fucks his life up worse. He's the classic loser. He's very much a Peter Parker, yeah, for sure. He's very nerdy. He's very shy. Right. He's uh, you know very unsure of himself. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we're we're uh, Invincible takes it where your typical comic, you know, wouldn't is it's uh, insanely violent. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> it's hyper violent. Yeah, that's the thing too. A lot of people are comparing this to the boys, and and I get that. I, I would say yeah, I wouldn't understand on the violence level, but it's not it's not raunchy in any sense. Where no. The the boys make it very vulgar. They you know there's a lot of emphasis on sex and. And then it's kind of like gore porn for like the violence a lot of times. I feel like this, you know, takes it kind of in an artistic way. They yeah. definitely go to eleven with the violence for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say it's it's a different tone than the boys for sure. I would absolutely agree with that. And all the violence in this has a purpose. It's not just violence, like you said, for shock value or the sake yeah. of violence. Well, even the main character who's, who's you know, outs himself as the bad guy of the show, he, yeah. he's very different than Homelander. Is Homelander's, like, a sociopath. Right. And, um, you know, the the villain of this one, the, the main overarching villain, is uh, he kind of has a weird purpose with everything, other than just being a crazy person. 
so the first episode, um, it, it introduces you and it's kind of your standard superhero scene that the Justice League of this group, which is the Guardians of the Globe, shows up and they take out the Mauler twins. Omni-Man shows up to help out and, and you get the sense that superheroes are in this world and it is what it is. And it's setting you up for you to think that it's going to be kind of a cheeky comedy. And it's kind of like, oh, he has to balance his home life. And, you know, is he going to get that big test done? And is his dad going to help him and all this crap, right? And it, you get that in the first episode until the very end. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty It's pretty G-rated. Most of the... Even when they fight the Mahler twins, nobody dies really. Yeah, uh, it, it's very unassuming up into the end where he takes a hard left, and uh, you're like, "Oh shit, what did I just watch?" Right. <laughs> so it sets you up that Omni Man is this like all-American, you know, kind of good doer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the planet does you know a hundred times. Yeah. That kind of thing. He's eating his vitamins and saying his prayers, and yeah. all with a sexy mustache. <laughs> So this this uh, Guardians of the Gal- or, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Globe, gets this distress call, and everybody's trying to figure out who's done this, and then here comes Omni Man from the shadows, and this fight is just intense. Yeah, he takes a swing at like the Abe Lincoln guy, I think the Immortal. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's it's him versus the whole team, and because he is like Superman and. It's so funny. We always remark about it, how Superman could just rip the entire Justice League in half if he wanted to. This is basically what Omni-Man does to the whole team. They put up a good fight against him? Yeah, they, they, they beat the shit out of him for sure. But it yeah. was also, what, six of them versus just him. Right. But, I mean, the most brutal kills, he catches the Flash character yeah. and squeezes his head. And it, it, it's not like he just squeezes it quickly. No, it's a pretty damn painfully slow... Uh, yeah. As, like, the, the guy is, like, punching him in the chest. At, like, Breaking his hands. Yeah. Just destroying himself. And, like, hey, you see his chest, like, his uh, uniform is all rip, ripping as he's getting punched in the chest. And it's insane. And, and like, his eye, the, the speeder's eye is, like, popping out. His teeth yeah. start exploding out of his mouth. Yeah. Uh, he snaps the Wonder Woman character's neck. And you see her head twist behind. And she falls to her knees and coughs up blood before she hits the ground. You know, she he smashes the fish character like yeah. there's nothing. Instantly with the Wonder Woman's like little hammer thing that she had, there was a an alien who can like make himself very flexible and he has Omni Man wrapped up for a bit until Omni Man catches where his head would have been at and pops and, it and tears that off. <laughs> I think he chops the Batman character in half too, right? I think so, yeah. Uh, and then uh, there was the green ghost and he she just she shoots something at him and he uses someone else's body to block it and then she rips her in half and yeah it, very very hyper violent um and yeah so the the first episode you know kind of just really you know they, they do this super classic storytelling the superhero storytelling where it's like hey this is this guy and he comes from this small town and yeah he's got a complicated lifestyle because yeah. his dad's the most famous superhero in the world yeah and then it ends with um, insane hyper-violence, and you're like, okay, so that's how this is going to go. The last kill is he kills the immortal and karate chops his head yeah, clean off. Like, knife hand chops his head right off. And, and they're, they're, the backstory for Omni-Man, what he's telling his son is, we came from this planet, and we ended wars, and we're going around helping people, and our, our we have a utopian, you know... Um, 
Uh, Omni Man was sent to Earth to help Earth and be its yeah. like, savior and that right. kind of thing. It, it, it's uh, shades of Krypton a little yeah, bit. It's, it's very Superman esque right. for sure. And if Superman had a bad day and uh, you know, like Superman out of, in, out of injustice, right? Um, very similar to, to that kind of uh, take on uh, on totalitarian uh, you know versions of uh, on how to handle business. Um, so yeah, first episode's nuts. You know, some of the criticisms that I've seen with this is like it takes far too long because Omni-Man is revealed as the main bad in the first one that it takes far too long to get to the point with him at the end. I disagree. I think, you know, it, it was an interesting way for him to like basically murk all of like the, the Guardians of the Globe because you don't really know why. Um, and honestly, when he reveals why, it's, it's a terrible reason. But uh, I think everyone's kind of guessing through a lot of the rest of the season is there a specific reason yeah um were the guardians bad the whole time did he have to do it uh you know i think even the first few episodes i was like oh did he get mind controlled by somebody um you know or was there some other because he seemed to get along with them when they were fighting the twins right i didn't understand what the problem was me i didn't understand why specifically that time he chose to kill everybody um but as you know they're sniffing around and you know, you have like their their version of the government. You know, basically their version of Shield. Yeah. Um, kind of like you know taking the bodies. It's GPA, and, right? Global yeah. Protection Agency. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but uh, yeah, it, it does take a while for uh, Omni Man to kind of out it to at least his son and, and everything else. He, he outs it to his son at the very last episode, which is uh, fucking bonkers. <laughs> Well, the way the episode ends is they're pretty much all fucked, including Omni-Man. And they put him in a coma. They're trying to figure out what's happening. And I love little attentions to detail here that I love. You see the breath from a lot of the GPA characters start to get cold for a while when they're talking. And then he's like, give me the room. Everybody leaves. And then he goes, you can come out now. And this is the, um, it was it Damien Darkblood? Damien Darkblood. Who is a ripoff of Hellboy. But... Yeah, I think that Justice League, or DC Comics, he does look very much like Hellboy, but DC has uh, a demon also, right? That is like Dark Avengers. Yes, I... Hangs out with Constantine, too. I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's something, the demon. But um, but yeah, this demon Dark Lord played by uh, Clancy Brown, the, the great uh, Clancy Brown, uh, he's kind of a fun little demon detective um, who's snooping around and knows... Uh, you know more that that kind of meets the eye kind of with the what on with the killings the backstory is too that like the reason why he's in here on earth investigating is he's trying to bring souls to hell so he can stay free and that's why he keeps doing this and when omni-man and him have a confrontation i i thought it really illustrated how powerful that demon can be and i don't know if he reappears later on in the series or not i hope so because he ultimately ends up getting he Omni-Man tries to frame him, and they end up banishing him to hell. They do a spell, and I keep saying they, and this whole GPA organization is headed up by Cecil Stedman, who I thought was a fantastic character. Mostly everybody in the show was fantastic, with one exception, which we'll get to. <laughs> but I'm sure you know where I'm going with that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they banish him back to hell when he knows that Omni-Man is the killer at this point. And, but he kind of tips off Omni-Man's wife, who's just a normal woman, a normal Earth woman, kind of taught Omni-Man about Earth, about humanity, and those yeah. things. Um, 
but early, early on, they they definitely have you know more. I don't know. It, it seems like your typical married mom and dad. You know, they have a lot of love for each other. Yeah. Um, and Quirk, she asked him to, you know, he, he talks about flying to, you know, Italy to pick up some pizza kind of thing. Which is great. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you can. I love those little, like, fun little details they throw in there, though. Do you want to fly to Belgium? We'll be there in a few minutes kind of thing. And I believe his cover, uh, his secret identity, which he, I don't know why he has one. He has no disguise. Yeah. Um, is like a travel writer. So that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, goes everywhere instantly. But. Why not? So how fucking dark is it too that Omni-Man comes out of the coma and he does the Guardians of the Globe's eulogy. <laughs> He's out there talking about, you know, what great, you know, men and women they are and how they were the defenders of Earth and they will, you know, forever be immortalized when he's got their blood on his hands. Yeah. Very I don't know, it was kind of a strange play for Omni-Man. I'm I'm not sure it's, when you look back through the rest of the show, I, I don't know what his motives would be then. Uh, but, uh, yeah, very, very odd. Um, but uh, this show is vo- voiced by, like, just a slew of killers. Yeah. Um, the cast is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. You have Steven Yeun from uh, Walking Dead as the main character. Uh, J.K. Simmons, the great J.K. Simmons, uh, is playing Omni-Man. Yeah. Uh, Mark Hamill's in it. Sandra Oh is the Sandra mom. Sandra Oh is she plays the mom. You got Seth Rogen who makes a couple of appearances as Alan the Alien who's Zaz- pretty funny. Zazie Beetz who was Domino and Deadpool 2. Yep, she's, she's like the Amber. Love interest. Yep. yep. Uh, Walton uh, Goggins who uh, he plays that Cecil Stedman character, which is a great character, um, and he's a fantastic character uh, actor. Zachary Quinto, a.k.a. Spock, is Robot. Yep, he plays uh, Rudy Connors, or yeah, they just call him Robot most of the show. Yeah, that was pretty. Um, that was a pretty interesting twist too with him. Yeah, his story is very, very strange. Um, so when the when the Guardians of the Globe get taken out, they're replaced by, for for the most part, um, what was it called Teen Team? Yeah, and so they show up. Mark has his first um, real superhero experience with this alien invasion. And I love how when he gets there, he's really overwhelmed. He's seeing people kind of getting vaporized by him. And he's just like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. He doesn't know what the fuck to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, they don't shy away from it either. No. Like, regular people are getting killed left and right. And that's what happens when an army of, uh, uh, you know, of aliens come storming uh, into your, you know, your world suddenly without any kind of, you know, warning or anything like that. Well, make no mistake about it, too, in this they say he's invincible, which I guess he is because he survives a lot of these ordeals. Which is kind of the joke of the whole show. But he gets the fuck beat out of him a lot in this. For example, uh, yeah, a ton. Uh, what's the guy's name that uh, covers himself in like rock? I don't remember that character's oh, name. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Well, uh, while Lewis is looking it up, you see this guy originally. It's like the first guy Mark beats, and he asks for Mark's help. To take down his boss, which is um, Machine Head. And he's kind of like the kingpin of this world, so to speak. So Mark agrees to do it. Omni-Man is warning him, like, don't trust this guy. Like, there's more that meets the eye here. Well, Machine Head knows what's coming. Warps in all these villains from around the galaxy. And they beat the piss out of Mark. And including... um, Teen Force, or not, well, I guess it would now be the Guardians of the Globe. 
A lot of them get put in a coma. They don't know if they're going to make it. And Mark gets the shit beat out of him. Like, yeah, massively. Yeah, almost like he's going to die. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. it's funny. I, I couldn't help but kind of look up a little bit about Battle Beast later on. Me too. That guy uh, was great, wasn't he? Yeah, he was awesome. And But yeah, he's a, he'll be back for sure. Yeah. And, and they... I don't think he's not even he's not even a character that would be easily handled by Omni Man. Like they, they apparently he had lots of uh, tie-ins and lots of uh, run-ins with uh, the Vitromites or whatever they were called. Right. Um. um yeah. What What else can we say? Um. So this this teen team is led by Rex Splode, <laughs> who is pretty much Gambit and Gangbuster combined into one. He's fucking terrible. He's the worst thing about the show. I was hoping he would die at the end. He might still. Who knows? And he did not. He did not, unfortunately. You know, he's... But he might. Yeah, so he's he's banging um, uh, Mark's... Adam Eve. Or Adam Eve. Yeah. Adam Eve, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he gets caught cheating on her with... The chick who can clone herself. Multicate. <laughs> Multicate. <laughs> and, yeah, he's having a threesome with, like, four of her doubles or whatever... Or three of her doubles, I mean. And I mean, can you blame the guy? Come on. I mean, come on, really? <laughs> it's yeah. for science. Yeah, I mean. So she leaves him, she leaves the team, and then Robot gets put in charge of the new Guardians of the Globe. But then we see that Robot has these ulterior motives as well. And he breaks the, the Mauler twins back out. Right, and then hooks them up with like a little cloning deal. And gives them some DNA. They don't really don't know what's going on. But you see that Robot has this weird connection to... Oh, fuck, I can't remember that character's name either. It's basically Child Hulk. Yeah. She morphs into, like, the Hulk. And every time she does, she gets younger. So it's she's like Demon Girl or something like that. 25 years old, and she looks like she's, what, 14? Yeah. Which I thought, too. Um, they were really treading... Uh, weird ground there. Yeah, I mean, they, with, they with Rex explode. Yeah, they didn't go too crazy with it, but uh, yeah, I was like, don't go there. I I, I fully expected Rex explode to be like, what? She's twenty five. <laughs> She's in the body of a twelve year old, but you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't think uh, the world is ready for a. Uh, adult uh, child love scene in uh, anime <laughs> that's something you would expect uh the boys to do maybe you know at least allude to it for sure yeah but um so they become the new guardians of the globe and then uh mark yeah, terrible at it and they're terrible mark is dating amber as well who just a chick from high school his best friend is um I don't remember his name either. William. I feel shitty you're not remembering a lot of these characters' names. William played by Andrew Rennells. Right. Um, you know, and he, he's doing the classic, like, why are you late for dinner? And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Right? The, the dual personality thing. Like, right. I'll be there. And, oh, wait, I'm fighting a rock monster. I won't be there. Right. When he reveals that he's invincible, she's just like, yeah, whatever. She, she knew the whole time. Right. Yeah, she, she guessed and still blaming him for missing dinners and whatnot. Which is kind of shitty on her part. Dude's like saving lives and saving the world. Yeah. So at this point, like, I'm rooting for him to dump her now and just get with Adam Eve. Because it, it, Adam that's, Eve, yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the ticket. That's a natural progression, yeah, too, right? Yeah, for sure. 
one thing that we we we, we skipped over. Uh, there's this fabulous scene where Omni Man. So the the big alien invasion. Oh yeah. The team can't like they keep trying to find ways to outsmart these aliens who age differently on Earth and they do their own planet. Um, so early on, they tap out because they're all like dying of old age, so they have to go back to their home planet. Well, they come back and they figured out technology to stop that, so the team has to find out a way to outsmart them. Well, eventually, when they come back again, they're just beating the shit out of everybody. Mark's getting his ass kicked. He looks like he's gonna die. And then, of course, Omni-Man shows up, and he's just beating the dick balls out of these guys. <laughs> um, so they're retreating, and you know the team is, is fine with it, yeah, well, that's not how Omni-Man plays. So he flies <laughs> back through their little teleported hole back to their planet, and he destroys their entire planet. Fucking kills almost everybody. Destroys all their cities. You see him knocking skyscrapers down. <laughs> just ruthlessly destroys everything. And and then he tells these, like, what you know, our scientists, and, and he's been on this planet now for years, but because time ages slower there than it does on Earth. Right. Like, he's got a full beard at this point, so he's been there a long time. Uh, and he's getting these scientists to open up a, a, you know, a wormhole back to Earth. And when they do, he drops, like, this mountain on them and ends up killing them also. <laughs> but it's so brutal. It's like you, you messed with his son and then he destroyed your whole planet. Yeah, yeah. It's a fantastic scene. You know what I thought was weird, too, was when they went to the college and you've got the boy genius guy there who creates these robots out of homeless people and shit. By the way, did you catch the Rick and Morty uh, guest voice? Yes, yes. I knew, yeah. Justin Roiland did the frat boy douche. Yeah. That's what his credit was. Awesome. Uh, So he's making these robots from these homeless people, and one of them becomes... uh, He's the boyfriend of Mark's friend. Yeah, it's a love interest of William. Yeah. And these robots are, like, beating the shit out of Mark. Yeah, way tougher than you would think they would be. And and so when I'm, I'm... they end up taking these this technology, um, GPA, and when they get the final battle with Omni-Man, they throw a lot of these robots down, and they're beating the shit out of Omni-Man. So I was like, how great is this robot technology here? Because they were really doing a number on Omni-Man for a minute there, man. Yeah, Omni-Man, uh, he's definitely less impervious, obviously, than, than Superman, uh, for sure, but... Mm. Uh, Man, when he wants to turn it up, it's a, it's a, it's it's very strange because there, there's instances where they're shooting like laser cannons at him and stuff like that, and he just like walks right through it like no big deal. But then like these robots are kicking the shit out of him. Yeah. So it's it, they don't really explain the rules super super well, but um, but I, I, I that makes more sense, and I it, I think it's one of the more boring things about Superman is when he's just like impervious to everything yeah and like oh you know we got this kryptonite and whatnot but uh, i don't know i think that's one of the things that um i think has kind of been kind of a, a snooze when it comes to you know godlike superheroes who are you know and never in any real danger you can see them setting up ultimately having to deal with omni-man they have him fight this cthulhu cthulhu uh monster and you hear uh, Cecil's right-hand man go, man, he had Omni-Man on the ropes here, you know? So, now they've got this monster, and the final two episodes of this show are just batshit insane. They are absolutely... Omni-Man has been outed now, 
as this psychopathic killer. Well, and then he outs himself to his his son, so that they all know, the the feds and everybody knows he did it. Um, and he has a couple of uh, you know awkward moments with uh, Cecil's character, um, but uh, so he's fighting the the Hydra monster or whatever. And then Mark finally catches up to him, and Mark helps in, thinking his dad's in trouble. And then uh, the Mauler twins, like the morons that they are, they resurrect the immortal. Let's talk about Robot first before we get there. Okay. Because we kind of skipped over that. Yeah. So we find out that what Robot has been doing is making a 12-year-old boy of himself, but it's Rex Blood's DNA. Rex's DNA. So it's, it's basically Rex when he was like 12 years old. And Robot reveals himself, and he comes out of this tube, and it's like this aborted fetus from, like... <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the dude from Total Recall. But, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. He's just fucked up. He, he can't breathe air. He's living in this, you know, this tank thing. Um, and they end up transferring his consciousness into Robot, and then there's a little fight that breaks out between him and the Mahler twins. Um so now robots join back with the team and they're kind of trying to figure out how to reconcile this and before omni-man gets to mark they throw everything and the kitchen sink at him to try to stop him they blow up a house because they're they're across the street staked out at his house yeah he flies through there and you know i'll give the the sidekick of cecil credit he went out like a badass dude yeah, like, for the guy who, who was very nervous in most yeah. of the show. Uh, yeah, I expected him to do nothing. And he, like, flips over the table, shoots Omni-Man in the face, dodges a punch. Omni-Man punches him in the back. He's got his fist now into his spine, and he's grabbing his spine. And as he goes out, he's just like, It's been an honor serving you, sir. And hits this button, and the whole house just explodes. <laughs> right? Like you said, they're shooting him with a space laser. They're throwing the Cthulhu... The Cthulhu... Cthulhu monster out at him, all the little robots, everything they can think of, they're throwing an Omni-Man and nothing's fucking working. The monster seems to be getting the upper hand somewhat, but then that's when Mark shows up. And they're teaming up on this monster, and then we get to the Immortal. Yeah, so the, the Mahler twins had, like, resurrected him, um, and they put what they thought was... So their deal with Robot was Robot gave them some schematics on how to, uh, like, a collar, which they thought was going to control the Immortal, and apparently what he gave him schematics for was just a piece of shit, and it did uh, nothing of the such. Yeah, I mean... So the Immortal w- wakes up, and uh, like a bat out of hell, immediately says, where is he? Uh, meaning Omni-Man, and goes absolutely batshit crazy on a tear trying to find Omni-Man. I mean... I get why he'd be mad, but, like, Omni-Man kicked the living shit out of him the first time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and murdered him pretty easily. Right. I don't know what was going on in his head thinking how this second round was going to be much different. But, you know, he, he gave him, you know, he gave him a hot minute of action. He, he So, uh, Omni-Man is already injured fighting this, you know, giant, like, Cthulhu-looking monster. And, uh... You know, and Mark is, like, fighting off the monster, and then the Immortal shows up and starts brawling with Omni-Man. They're beating the shit out of each other. Uh, and uh, Omni-Man, you know, has the 
you know, he has the upper hand the whole time for the most part. It's a good fight, though. It's, it's a good fight. And then, but the immortal, like, shoves his thumbs in Omni-Man's eyes. Yeah. And Omni-Man's not feeling that. And then he literally just cuts him in half at the waist. Yeah. <laughs> and you see everything, guts and everything yeah. flying out. And that's where Mark... Mark realizes, oh shit, my father's not the good guy. <laughs> and the whole the news chopper is getting this whole thing, so the whole world is seeing this now. Yeah. And I love the reaction because everybody's shitting their fucking pants, and they should be, because this guy is unstoppable, right? He's the Superman of their world, and now they've all seen that he's not the nice guy. And Mark's the only one who they think can stop him. Yeah, because he's also Vitramite or whatever, and uh, yeah, Cecil was kind of betting the horse that that Mark would. And then what happens next is absolutely, like, insane. I was getting teared up in this episode, I won't lie. Maybe I sound like a little you know, puss, it's, but... It's interesting and tough, the, the dad-son dynamic, and uh, I feel like most of the show, the Omni-Man really does care for his son. You know, he's so excited when his son discovers his powers and trying to help. He's very hard and very stern through the majority of the season. Um, but you kind of feel like he does still care. Um, and even in the last episode, there's still moments of it. But yeah, Omni-Man's just a... He's just a different person in, in, in this last episode. Um, he reveals to Mark that the Vultramites are not there to help everybody. They're no. there to conquer everybody. <laughs> yeah, they're there for... Yeah, they're the Imperial, basically, forces. They all killed each other until it was basically the Thanos scenario where it's like half of everybody's alive and those are the strongest ones. And they all get sent out to conquer planets. Well, Omni-Man was sent to conquer Earth and the reason why he killed the Gu Guardians of the Globe is because he's trying to eliminate anybody who's going to stand in his way. And then he's slowly trying to conquer the planet. And he's telling Mark, these people are weak. You know, don't give a fuck about these people. You got better things to do. And then Mark is like, well, what about mom? You love mom. And he goes, well, I do love your mother, but she's like a pet. I'm more like a pet. Yeah, she's more like a pet. <laughs> it's so brutal. And she's watching this live. Yeah, hearing this. And she's just devastated, dude. And Mark is devastated to see that his father is this fuck when he thought he was like the the world man the, yeah. the the champion of earth you know and i love that mark stands up to him though he goes fuck you these are my people and i'm not gonna let you take this world over so they have this fight which is just insane they're going all over the place and i love how the setup uh omni-man punches invincible and he goes flying and then you just see Chicago and like everybody's just kind of doing their day-to-day -day life and you just hear boom 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 and Mark goes through all these buildings right yeah so Omni-Man is not just kicking the shit out of Mark but he's like showing him like this big example of like Mark can't fight Mark is trying to fight back and Omni-Man is just like so he's so outmatched Mark can't can't, he's not going to hurt his father. Well, the first thing you see is there's fighter... This is before we get to Chicago. There's fighter jets that are trying to take down Omni-Man, and he's blowing them up. Well, one guy is free-falling in his ejector chair, and Invincible <laughs> saves him. And then Omni-Man's like, why did you save this guy? He's nothing. He's pathetic. And he just... Just explodes his head. <laughs> explodes his head, dude. Yeah. And shoots the blood like all over Mark. All as, over Mark. As Mark is like looking at this guy he just saved that Omni-Man just murdered instantly. This building collapses and Mark does his best to like prop it up. And I think he oh, saves a so mo brutal. mom and a child. 
He's he's trying. They're hanging on. He's yeah. telling them to hang on. Oh, uh, the mom's dead. That's because yeah. he has just his he's, that's he's arm. holding on her arm, and the, oh. the building falls over. And he gets up. And he's still holding the arm, and it's the arm is detached. It's so brutal. Uh, the one scene that everybody for sure is talking about the most from this entire show is the subway scene. It's so funny. A lot of superhero, you know, like with Spider-Man 2, you know, like the, the subway is, you know, it's a... Uh, and for some whatever reason, Marvel is, you know, and uh, Captain Marvel, there, there's a subway scene kind of thing on the not train. Not like this. Uh, not like this. <laughs> and then in the new Shang-Chi, there's a, like a subway slash yeah. train scene. I'm like, okay, they're really big on this motif. Yeah. Well, this one takes it to 11. So, Omni-Man is like, I have to show you this. Like, I'm going to have to teach you this lesson. He holds Mark by his head up against this oncoming train. And the train slams into Mark. And you just see all these people flying forward. And they're all getting sliced up, hitting Mark's body. And all the blood's just going all over him. And they're basically just getting thrown into a meat grinder. Yeah, he's using Mark as a battering ram to kill all these people. Yeah. Um, just to show Mark how fragile humanity is. Um, and it's it's the most bonkers thing in this whole show so far. I think the one letdown here is, and just, just from my perspective, because I love to see shithead villains like this get their comeuppance. And that doesn't happen here. No, I mean they leave it on a very on a very downturn note. I mean uh, Omni Man beats the fuck out of Mark. Yeah, basically almost to death. Um, and where Mark is like, they, I mean the really big scene in this episode is where Mark's like up against, and there's actually a bunch of memes now that have like they, they're subbing it out with like different people. It's pretty funny how it's kind of taken on a, a life of its own. But uh, Mark is up against the mountain and he's like teeth are knocked out of his head. He's bleeding everywhere, and Omni-Man is just, like, arms out trying to reason with him. And, uh, yeah, he's, like, close to death, and and then Omni-Man just takes off. Well, no, Mark says, I still love you, Dad. Yeah. And then with the teeth... And, and, you, could, and you could see that, yeah, that got to Omni-Man. So with the teeth flying out, he sees his son with no teeth, and he flashes yeah. back now to when he's lost some teeth as a yeah. kid. And... He's at this baseball game, and they're just like, he's like, this is fucking bullshit. This is stupid. He Why are we here? There, yeah. And then she, the mom, is explaining to him, like, this is humanity, you know? And he, he gets pride and joy in seeing his son, like, get a hit and get a home run. He's fucking cheering him on, and he becomes human in that moment. And that is what makes him leave, I think, is he realizes, holy fuck, what am I doing? This is my boy. You know what yeah. I mean? And... I don't know, maybe like as a father you get too far into the thought of this, but I just can't imagine doing that with my own son. We both have sons. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like nothing in the world, but but he's been trained his whole life for this, right? And yeah, to take he, over Earth and to yeah. they're they're the big empire and um that's their, their gig is they they wanna and even said they're gonna bring better technology to Earth. Right. They just Earth needs to be subdued, they need to be controlled. Yeah. They're trying. He's. They're trying to give you at least some kind of reason for you to go. Omni Man was right, you know. Like, yes, people are gonna die, but ultimately, this is gonna benefit mankind. Well, it was that very Thanos-like. Yeah. Humanity. You know, he mentioned humanity's been nonstop wars with itself since you know the, since they discovered how to kill one another. It's it's one of those like we're here to bring order this planet a lot of villains have this same speech of course like we're here to bring order and we can cure war and we can cure you know violence we can cure 
you know, diseases, we can bring better technology, we can cure hunger, we can cure all these things. Right. But we're going to kill half the planet and, right. uh, you know. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. Um, so he ends up flying on. Oh, first of all, he, I forgot to mention this. He tells Mark, do you have any idea how long we live? I've been alive for like 4,000 years. You know, he's like, your mom's going to be dead long after I'm still here. He goes, if I have to kill you, I'll just make another one. Yeah, you know, it's like, pretty brutal. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But I think he finds humanity at the end because he, he flies away and you see the little tear come out of his eye like the fucking Indian looking at the polluted <laughs> landfill, man. Um, so I think we're left with him leaving the planet thinking he's going to go get other Viltrumites and come back. Um, I don't know why he would need to come back in force, but I guess he's going to report back. That's what's happening. Have you read the what happens in the comics? No. I, I, I just was I was flipping through something on YouTube and I think the the War Beast guy was on there and so I was reading his backstory a little bit and it's pretty rad. I could not help myself. I had to see like what the fuck happens. They could always steer another direction because sure. The Walking Dead definitely did that. Yeah. They stuck pretty true to the comic for the most part until I think like season three or four. And obviously they've had to shift gears since Rick left the show and yeah. all those other things. So they could definitely go in a different direction. They did a little bit in this. But I they think with the animated, it's going to be a lot easier, though, to, to stay, stay, true. Is, stay as close to the material as they want. Yeah. It's a lot harder with live action when, you know, I mean, they do it all the time. They replace actors, but they don't usually replace the main actor. Even if somebody leaves in this show, though, they can just replace them and no yeah. one will ever tell the diddly difference. You yeah. know what I mean? So, Mark ends up recovering, ultimately. Um, it, it looks like the mom is going to become an alcoholic. She's drinking with that costume dude, which I thought for sure Omni Man was gonna kill that guy. Yeah, you know he's a he's their version of I forget who the chick's name is in the Incredibles, but uh, he he's that virgin where he, he's making all these costumes for the the local superheroes. Yeah, and then um, Mark ends up flying up into space to meet up with Seth Rogen's character, which we forgot to touch on that Alan the alien. So he shows up initially. They tell Mark, you got to go fight this guy in space, you know? They send him up there, and they have a little tussle, and Alan the alien is confused, and he's got the wrong planet. He's supposed to be seeing if, like, they could, Earth is ready to enter the Intergalactic Federation or some shit like that, yeah, right? Yeah, they contacted... Uh, he, 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 he told him, well, you guys contacted us, so we have to see if you guys can handle it, blah, blah, blah. So that's why I'm here to fight. Uh, and it turns out Alan the Alien's at the completely wrong planet. Yeah. So he comes back and he's like, I've come to warn you. There's a uh, Voltramite on your planet. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I know. Why don't you have a seat? And yeah. they talk on the moon again. Voltramites have a very bad rap across the universe, it seems. Which is weird because we didn't touch on this, but he Mark goes to Mars to accompany a team of astronauts, That's right? right. And they end up getting captured by the actual Martians that live there. And there's these, like, face sucker things where if they get a hold of somebody, they can take over the whole planet, essentially. Yeah, there's a, a... it's a, And they're not, like, from Mars originally. They're, like, aliens from somewhere else that the Martians actually uh, are very afraid of. The, the, the face suckers, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, when they tell the Martians... When he tells the Martians that he's a Vultramite... They don't really react the way I expected them to. I thought they were going to be like, oh, fucking, whoa. You know? This is bad news here. He's not rocking that mustache, so... Maybe that's, that's what it is. That's the funniest part, like, when they when they show, you know, 
the other vulture mites like killing each other and whatnot, all the guys are rocking the Tom Selleck stash. Absolutely. <laughs> I thought about growing one myself after this show. <laughs> after that shit. <laughs> bringing it back. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, so he explains it to him, and Alan the alien's like, you know, they destroyed my entire planet, and you could be the hope we're looking for. I can, you know, rally the other galaxies to take them on, but they're going to come back in full force, right? So he asked Mark, what are you going to do in the meantime? And then it's showing kind of everything that's setting up for season two, which is Clayface is now like the leader of the, the crime family. Yeah, the rock guy took over. He's now the, the, the mob boss. The Mahler twins are back in jail. Yep. The face suckers have like taken over Taking Earth. Over Mars, yeah. They show the alien race that Omni-Man basically fucking destroyed the survivors and they put a knife through his picture on the screen. So they're going to come back. Um, you know, you're, you're seeing uh, the new Guardians of the Globe are kind of coming together as a team now, which is, you know, I guess that's cool. I don't really give a shit about them. I mean, that, that's... No, one the they're like... I don't know. They're they're kind of the weakest part of of this show for sure. But they kind of make a joke of that, like team team yeah. is this kind of you know they're everybody's like seventh favorite team or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's funny? You know what I need to see in this next season? They must make four or five references to the Lizard League. We yeah. have to see the <laughs> Lizard League, man. You know. Um. But it kind of sets all that up, and then you. That's the end of season one. What are your predictions for season two? For, for me, I don't think we're going to see Omni-Man until maybe the last episode. Maybe, because they've already greenlit uh, season two and season three. Right. So they have to at least season three to tell the majority of the story. Um, but Omni-Man is not even the worst Vetramite. There's no. the like the main general, General Drag or whatever I think his name is. You did read ahead, you I, fucker. I well it was that was part of that YouTube <laughs> thing. You were that war mat war boss guy was. Yeah. Um but No, there's uh, a few that are coming that are Yeah, but so General Drag is he's he's was in charge, I, I guess, at some point in the comics. So he they may or may not bring him in as the big bad. Um the overarching big bad. Um but uh so that will be interesting to see. There will definitely be more Vitriumites in the next season for sure. Whether or not Omni-Man comes back right away, um, we'll see. But that, that'll that be really exciting. Um, it just, it's, you know, I don't know how... Robert Kirkman said he can tell this story in about seven seasons. Which is great news because sometimes these things overstay their welcome, right? Yeah, and, and I think that's... We're all not going to get... I stopped watching Walking Dead years ago. Me too. But we're, I don't think we're going to get the, the send-off to that show that even they wanted. I think it's just going to abruptly end, and now they're trying to get movies with, you know... Well, Seth Rogen's trying to... We talked about this, getting a live-action movie done of Invincible. And I hope they don't. I, I hope they don't. I don't I, think they can do I it. I really like this as an animated. I hope they just stick with that. Um... Because, you know, as an animated, you can do whatever you want. You know, you can literally make a scene as epic and as crazy as you want. When we've said oftentimes, DC's animated film uh, films are infinitely better than their live-action movies. Well, 
if you're trying to get like a big studio to back you on this, the, the handcuffs are going to be on, no man. Way. Yeah, the, the budget won't be where it needs to be. Um, and th like I said, right now, the cast they have is absolutely freaking great. I can see it now. Like, hey, come on, baby. It's got to be PG-13. We yeah. got to get the kids in here, yeah. man. It's it's hyper violent. Fuck that, dude. I don't yeah. want to see a, a toned down, toothless affair of a movie. Only thing I could see them doing is now that uh, Amazon Prime or Amazon is in the movie making. Seems business, to be the way they're going. Yeah. Um, they love wasting money. Apparently. So does uh, the flicks. Yeah. So, but Amazon. <laughs> they, they probably have exclusive rights, though, right? But Am so yeah. But, but Amazon is gonna drop what the most money on any TV show, like with the Lord of the Rings show. Is that right? The first, yeah, the first season I think cost four hundred million dollars. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Yeah. Holy it's shit! Be super epic, uh, and I'll watch for sure. But yeah, uh, Amazon is spending money like it's it's going out of style. Um, so I have no doubt that if you know Invincible wanted to do a film, now that Amazon owns MGM to you know produce and distribute uh, movies, that wouldn't be a, a terrible idea. I think they you know with them producing uh, the boys also, and you know. Uh, yeah, even though it's something that going straight to cable is definitely different than like hitting like the box office. Yeah, uh, I think I think they would would have the sack to do an invincible movie. But again, I just I don't I wouldn't want wouldn't want them to see it screw it up. And the, the other problem is all these actors are great in the roles they're in, but n almost none of these actors are going to be able to play the characters in a live action. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Uh, J.K. Simmons is not going to be Omni Man. He's this frail old. His face can, but not the rest of them. No, he his face looks just like him. But yeah, Steven Yeun's too old to be you know Mark in a live action. Yeah, uh, a lot of these actors, there's no way. Like yeah, Zazie Beetz, she's playing a teenager in this show, and Zazie's in her 30s. <laughs> like like you know, it's it's can't be done. Sandra O oh could pull it off. A few of these other characters, but for the most part, we're gonna miss out on all these actors playing their roles in a live action which would be a shame I agree 100% um, I don't want to take see them take the teeth off of this thing man um, you know I guess what we'll do for this is instead of the number ratings that we normally do we'll we'll just go um, do you recommend this show or not I for sure recommend the show. I think yeah. it's great. I, I was harassing Mike about it for. There's so much stuff on TV and, and on all the third party, all the all the you know streaming apps. But uh, I was constantly uh, harassing Mike. Like, did you watch it yet? Did yeah. you watch it? Just just watch the first episode and then you'll be hooked because it was so freaking nuts. Do you think Matt wouldn't appreciate something like this? No, Matty's not a uh, he's not a big violence cat unless it's Bond. Uh, unless it's Bond <laughs> doing it, you know. I think Greg would. Oh, yeah. Greg would love this show. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Probably e even Robert. Yeah. yeah Ebob e would probably like this yeah. show as well. Absolutely. I definitely recommend this show. I'm fucking glad I watched it. You know, um, I've kind of been behind on some of the shows I wanted to watch. I just started watching The Boys Season 2 the other day, and, and I need to catch up on that. I'm going to see through Castlevania uh, Season 4. Unfortunately, I did not get to that. Lewis said it's shit. It, it, there's great moments in it but it's very repetitive from the last few seasons. So just keep that in mind. But I'm really fucking glad I watched this. I marathoned it as much as I could. Um, it's an easy watch, too. It goes by pretty quick. Um, some stuff drags, but, I mean, you know, when you're watching several hours worth of content, yeah. it's a thing. But I think they're only 30-minute episodes, right? 
40, maybe 40? Yeah. But it's but it's an easy watch. It, yeah, it goes by. Clips. Oh yeah, dude. I think there's only eight or nine episodes. So I wouldn't mind watching this again. I mean, there, that's how good it is. There is a lot in there too to take on the first viewing, um, and I, you know, once you watch all of it, I think a rewatch you might find more kind of fun things that might stand out. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a very very good show. The you know the acting the voice cast is stupid. It's so good. Um, killer cast and I mean the guys know what they're doing obviously they're connected to everybody in Hollywood um, but yeah I'm very excited to see what they do next and if they keep the majority of you know of the of the cast and like the, the writing similar I don't see how they could fuck it up yet yeah and you know another like big thing I can say about the uh, the praise of this show is the way they illustrate the action on this I'm not saying this is like top-notch um, illustration even though I kind of feel like they were trying to keep the integrity of Robert Kirkman's comic book. Like yeah. you kind of see a similarity in the illustration on this, but the way they illustrate the action pieces in this it's is fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, a lot of like the static images is kind of like your tuned down animation, nothing too fancy. Right. But when it gets gritty, it, I mean, they do a very good job. It's very detailed and it's very it's very smooth and it's. <laughs> It's a fun watch. <laughs> I mean, you're, like you said, with the injuries, man, you're seeing like like Mark busts that dude in the jaw, yeah. and you see his jaw like just hanging off his face, and and you're seeing eyeballs popping out, and all kinds of crazy shit, man. And, and again, I don't know if that translates over to uh, live action at all. Not as well. They would have to cut so much of that out, and. Uh... I mean, they could do it. I mean, The Boys is a good representation, but sure. But even then, The Boys is like high violence, but it's in short spurts. Yeah. With The Boys, there's like a bunch of not going on, and then like mega violence, and you're like, oh my gosh, and then a lot of not happening. With this, there's a good, at least almost in every episode after after the end of episode one, you're getting some kind of confrontation, and they usually end with somebody getting ripped in half. Yeah, absolutely, dude. But it all it all has meaning, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, it, it, it's it is funny, like you know, with the with the alien invaders kind of thing. That's a trope with you know superhero films and whatnot. And it was kind of funny seeing you know the reactions and and them you know defending Earth and with like literally killing these aliens. Like there, you know, it wasn't like the you seen a lot of things where we beat them up and they just left on their own. It's like well, they take it seriously though too. Everything is impactful. This isn't like there's comedy in here. But for the most part, especially these scenes we're speaking of, are very impactful. They're not played up for a joke, and and, and they're 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 taken seriously, and they really illustrate like how a seventeen-year-old would be in these situations. You know, it's not like he's just flying in here and kicking ass and and saving everybody, and uh, he's squeaky clean. No, for the first few episodes, he's like a major fuck up. He yeah. Just, he doesn't know how to fly right. Yeah. He doesn't understand his powers. He doesn't know what it understands to be a, a superhero. He tries saving people. They end up dying. Like he just he's just a fucking loser at first. Um, but then he has like this this like you know basically like super sane moment where he goes nuts and then starts ripping aliens apart and then you know the rest of the team team are like oh okay <laughs> this guy's a savage remember that one part where in, in the office where they were getting the better hand of them and they're really fucking up some of the team team 
And he just goes, you guys are fucking dead! And yeah. he starts flying yeah. and kicking ass. if it wasn't the War Beast guy, uh, yeah, he would have... Uh, yeah, he pretty much took everybody else out in the Battle room. Battle Beast, like you call it a War Beast. I, except yeah, Battle Beast. Yeah, Battle Beast, because Battle Beast is on a whole other level. Battle yeah. Beast may have even been able to kill Omni-Man if they fought. Um, but uh, You love you some fucking Battle Beast. Me yeah. too. <laughs> I thought yeah, he was great. A great character. He'll be back in next season for sure, because they show him at the end of, of the, uh, season one like off somewhere in space like jacking somebody up or something like yeah. that so he'll be back for sure um, he pretty much just wanders the galaxy looking for fights just he just wants he wants the fight that, that's all he wants which is great because the virtual the you know the, the vitramites they they thrive on battle and conquest and glory and stuff like that so they have a very similar mindset as uh, you know battle based um the only character that I could not stand in this entire show was Rexplode, by far. But he is, for the most part, the comic, the just the only the, the, the comedic relief, like, for pretty much the entire time. He's, yeah, he's supposed to be there for that role. So I doubt they'll kill him off next season. Not yet, anyways, huh? Not yet. He's, and he's so funny, because his powers look kind of cool, because he's very kind of gambity, and they've literally, I don't think he's saved the day one time. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's, he's he's you remember Gangbuster? Yeah. He looks like Gangbuster. That's true. But his powers are Gambit. You know, and this is Image Comics. A lot of Image Comics are ripoffs yeah. of. And, but more at least popular. this one kind of has like they're obviously taking cues from other heroes, but it kind of has almost like a, a satire on it, where it's like it's it's they're Superman, but he's also a sociopath, and you know stuff right. like that. And they have, like we said, like. He's very Spider-Man. Invincible's very Spider-Man-esque. He's very Peter Parker-esque. Yeah. Um, so, but they have lots of other, you know, like there was a Wonder Woman chick, and she had her head broken off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they had someone like the Flash, but uh, he was like Russian, and it, so they have lots of takes that are very similar to characters that we know, and I think that's on purpose. Um, with you know, they're kind of more of their like satire spin on. What would that person actually be like in, in, in another scenario? Yeah. That was the most shocking part of this entire series. Was that team just getting taken out like that at the end of that episode. Because yeah. well, they, they spend the majority of the first episode explaining who that team is. Right. Uh, you know, the interesting characters and they show right. how heroic they are. The Batman guy is like getting trapped under a tank. Um, and he uses some technology to prop <clears> it up and he pushes someone else under there to safety they were and, badasses dude sacrifices himself and then they pull the tank off of him and you know they save him too but they show all these guys trying to be heroic and you know you're you're kind of standard do-gooder you know uh, kind of team and uh yeah and then they're all literally ripped to pieces <laughs> yeah <laughs> not fucking around well that'll do it for this episode thanks for joining um we'll see you on the next one Cheers to bears. Cheers.